0: To all the glory belongs to you, oh God. how go. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Come on, all the glory. All the glory belongs to you. Oh. All the glory belongs. Can be singing in harmony to it. Come on, one more time. All the glory. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to, to you. Oh God. Oh, 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 oh. We proclaim your glory, oh God. We proclaim your glory. Right here in this place, we declare your glory. Thank you Lord, hallelujah Thank you Lord, Thank you, Lord. hallelujah you, Lord. Cause you deserve, you, you, deserve Thank you. Thank you deserve it You deserve it You deserve it Thank you. you deserve it She my hallelujah i oh. Greetings, family. I greet you in the wonderful, mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. Uh, God, keep you. I pray. I know God is keeping you because you're here, because you're watching me right now. Blessings to you. Listen, um, we are we're in this period now where vaccine rollout has, has taking place. And I pray that when it's your time, when it comes your time to take the vaccine uh, for the covid uh, virus, that you will do so because we cannot get back to a sense of normalcy until we all do that. And so uh, I pray that you're keeping, uh, being alert as to when your time period is. I was looking at uh, the news this week and Dr. Fauci is saying that prayerfully by uh, April, May, definitely by June, most of America will have been able to take the vaccine. And I'm looking forward to my time. I'm waiting. I know that some other pastors, some other ministers have already taken the vaccine. Uh, but they're recommending that those who are at most at risk, those who are 65 and older, take it first. And I am going to wait my turn. I know um, persons are saying where well, you're you know, you're you're an essential worker because you deal with people and that kind of thing. But um, I'm going to wait my turn because I don't want to jump in front of any people or anybody who may need it and take anything from them. And so um, but I want you to make sure that you do take the vaccine. our seniors. Uh, person 65 and older please 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 do that Um, if you can't find a way to get there call the church let us know we will make sure that you get to a place for you to take the vaccine but we want you to be healthy we want you to be whole we want you to live the life that you were born to live what kind of life is that it's the kingdom life and what are we doing in our life we're sipping we're springing up increasing and producing listen uh i get asked this this question often and I'm, i'm sure you've heard it maybe you've asked it i know i have Um, And other pastors have been asked as well. How do you know when God is speaking? How does God speak? I want to talk to you today about how God speaks. Not so much. How do you know when God is speaking to you? Possibly I'll deal with that on next week, but I want to talk about how God speaks. Now, I want you to look at um, and get your pen and paper, Bibles and that kind of thing. You know, this is Bible study. Uh, Let's look first at Hebrews chapter one verses one and two, Hebrews chapter one, one and two, lets us know that God speaks in various ways. Listen to this, Hebrews one, one and two, the scripture says, the writer of Hebrews says, God who at, listen to this, various times, and in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Let me say it, God who has in various times, in various ways, spoke in, in times past to the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So again, the scripture says God speaks in various times and in various ways, depending upon the times God has spoken in these various ways. And so God speaks in various, various ways. And so I want to deal with watch this. And this is from my study now there may be more I want to deal with the seven ways God speaks and so uh, I'm talking about how God speaks but I want to deal with seven ways in which God speaks seven ways that God speaks let's look at numbers chapter 12 let's go there first numbers chapter 12 verses 1 through 8 in numbers chapter 12 1 through 8 it tells us four ways that God speaks in numbers 12 4 through 8 it tells us four ways that god speaks make sure you go there look at that with me here we go numbers 12 four through uh, numbers 12 one, 1 through 8 numbers 12 1 through 8 here we go then miriam the sister of moses and aaron the brother of moses spoke against moses because of the ethiopian woman whom he had married Mar- <laughs> moses moses after his first wife passed away moses uh married a black woman an ethiopian woman and they were they were speaking against it because Uh, She was a black woman for he had married an Ethiopian woman. All right. Watch this. Verse two. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was a very humble man, more than all the men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you there, you three. To the tabernacle of meeting. That's, that was the tent where the ark of the covenant was. So that the three, so the three came out. Then the Lord uh, uh, came down in a pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forth. Then he said, then he said, God said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream not so with my servant Moses he is faithful in all my house I speak to him face to face even plainly not in dark sayings and he sees the form of the Lord why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses God is calling Miriam and Aaron into question how how are you how, how did you find it in your in yourself speak against my servant my servant Moses I didn't call you I called him I I I didn't I I didn't choose you to be to be the leader of my people how is it that you gonna speak your speak words against my servant when I speak to him face to face listen there are four ways in here four ways that that God lets us know that he speaks and so we're gonna look at all four not necessarily in the order that they're given but there's four ways let me give let me give you the four one God says Watch this. He speaks through a prophet. We're not going to deal with that one first. He says, I speak through a prophet. That's one. Two, I speak through dreams. Three, I speak through visions. And four, I speak face to face. We're going to look at all four of these. And if we're going to go, I'm going to give you three more after we look at these four. All right. Prophets, dreams, visions, face to face. Those are four ways that in this text, in this Numbers chapter 12, one through eight, that God says, he speaks. So listen to this. Let's look at the first one. Let's look at this one. Dreams. God speaks through dreams. We're going to look at dreams first and then we're going to look at visions because I want to tie these two together to let you know something you have to do. If God speaks to you through a dream or a vision. So dreams. We know that Joseph was a dreamer. Let's look at Genesis chapter 37, 1 through 11. Genesis 37, 1 through 11. We're reading a lot of scripture today. So just stay with me here uh, as we as we unpack this. Gen- uh, Genesis 37, 1 through 11, all right? God speaks to, to Joseph through dreams. The scripture says, now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father's father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being the seven, 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 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Belhai and the sons of Zilpah, the wives of Jacob. His father's wives that's what it says joseph brought a bad report to them to his father joseph was a tattletale he just everything he saw he told his father he was a snitch if you will all right now israel loved joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age he also had uh he also made him a tunic of many colors but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all the other brothers they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. One, he was a snitch, and then his he had his father's love. His father was his father had his favorite, and Joseph was his was his father's favorite. Was Jacob's favorite? Verse five. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told his he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. You know what? You don't tell everything. Everything that God speaks to you, you got to know who to tell it to, when to tell it, and when to keep your mouth. Clothes, all right. They hated him because of his dream. They already had a problem with him, but because of his dream, the scripture says they hated him anymore. And he said to them, Please hear the dream which I've dreamed. There, uh, there, there we were binding sheaves in the field. And behold, my sheep, or my sheep, arose and also and stood upright. And indeed, your sheep, your sheaves, stood all around. And bow down to my sheep. Now remember, they're shepherds. He said, and my sheep stood above yours. This is this is the dream. My sheep stood above yours, and your sheep, you bow down to me. Verse 8. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams, which means this wasn't the first dream that he told, dreams, and for his words which means he was constantly talking to them about uh, the dreams that God had given to him about him being above his brothers. Now, remember, again, God speaks in various times and various various ways in these times. The elder brother, uh, the elder son, whoever was the oldest, they got more respect. So when Joseph was the youngest at this time. And he began telling his brothers that they're going to bow down to him. That was against the custom. That was against the, the tradition. That was against the, the family, the family rule, basically. And so they hated him because of his dreams, plural, and his words, plural. This wasn't the first one. And so let's keep going. Verse nine. This one says, then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. Uh, and and this this time, the son the moon, mama and daddy, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. Boy, he's rubbing this thing in. he uh, That's the reason why they, they hated him, put him in a pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites. Verse 10 says, so he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come and bow down to the earth before you? That's out of custom. That's mom and daddy for sure. That one, the brothers don't bow down because they're older. But now your your mother and your father, he should have kept his mouth closed. And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. Again, God spoke to Joseph and showed Joseph his destiny through dreams. But we know Jacob was a dreamer also. Let's look at Genesis chapter 28, uh, verses 1 through 19. And we know about Jacob's dream. I'm not going to go through all this, uh, but let's look at verses 1 through maybe uh, 12. All right. Let's look at this, all right? Um, Yeah. Let's look at uh, Genesis 28, 1 through 28. Genesis 28, 1 through 1 through 12. But I want you to read in your time 1 through 19. Here we go. Genesis 28, 1 through 12. Now uh, now Jacob went out from uh, Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of the of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending, let's keep going. Verse thirteen. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, "I am the Lord God of Abraham, uh, your father, and the God of Isaac. The, and the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth; you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am the I am I am with you." And will keep you wherever you go and i will bring you back to this land for i will not leave you until i have done what i have spoken jacob is dreaming but in the dream god comes to him shows him the ladder with the angels ascending and descending uh from heaven to earth and then god speaks to him and god speaks to him through of the promise that god made to abraham his father isaac his uh his his, abraham his grandfather isaac his father and now god makes this same promise to jacob in a dream and you know what the scripture says jacob after the dream is over says surely god is in this place and he names he he anoints the place and names it bethel or the house of god all of this took place in a dream that god gave to jacob so god speaks through dreams he may speak through you through dreams sometimes sometimes i'll dream dreams and 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 i know that it was it's a word that's coming from god so god speaks through dreams god also speaks number two through visions all right i want you to get this through visions god spoke to jacob to jacob through dreams but he also spoke to jacob through visions as well genesis 46 1 through 4 genesis 46 1 through 4 make sure you go there go genesis 46 1 through 4 the scripture says so israel took his journey and with all that he had, with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to God, the God of his father, Isaac. Then God spoke to Israel. Remember, God changed his name from Jacob to Israel, meaning God, he who strives with God or, or yeah, he who strives with God and prevails. All right. Um, and so God uh, spoke to Israel in the, in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. And he said, so he said, God said, I am God, the God of your father. And do not fear to go down to Egypt, for I will make you uh, of a great nation there. And I will I will go down with you to Egypt. And I will I will also bring up, bring you up again. And Joseph will put his hand on your eyes. Now, Joseph at this time is now the uh, the prime minister, if you will, of Egypt. And and God speaks to Jacob in a vision. It says to to Jacob, uh, after his brothers say, our brother is alive and we found him, he's he's prime minister of Egypt, and he's telling us to come to Egypt during this famine. God speaks to Jacob in this vision and says, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. I'm going to put you before your son Joseph again, who you thought was dead, but is alive. And I'm going to take care of you in Egypt, but you're not going to stay there. Your people are going to come back to this land after the famine is over. After I after I deliver them, they're going to come back to this land, and they will possess this land, as I spoke to your father, your 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 grandfather Abraham, and to your father Isaac. So God spoke to Jacob in visions. We know Ezekiel's vision. Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven. Ezekiel's vision of dry bone, of dry bones. The scripture says Ezekiel thirty-seven one through three. Go there with me. It's a vision that God, that, that God gives to Ezekiel of the state of the nation of Israel while they are in captivity. God shows Ezekiel what Israel looks like while they're in captivity. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 3. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. I walked. I, I, he caused me to see all around, and behold, there were very many. In the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, "Son of man, can these bones live?" So I answered, "O oh Lord, you know." And he goes on and he shows, tells him what to do, uh, to uh, uh, to these uh, uh, what to, what he's supposed to do so that the bones will live. And he tells them to prophesy, preach. I'm going to be talking about that on this coming Sunday. You need to make sure you get the word on this coming Sunday about prophecy. You need to make sure you get this. All right. So, so God tells tells uh, tells Zeke. And I call him Zeke. Ezekiel. God tells Zeke. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm going to show you what my people look like. The state. Uh, their spiritual state. Their political state. Their their emotional state. Their 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 uh, their their um uh, the, the, their social state and he shows them him a valley of bones and he says this is what my people look like while they are in captivity Look look like a, a valley of dry dry not just bones but dry bones been dead a long time so much so long until their bones are dry their hope is lost they have no joy they have there's no life in them and then god says to ezekiel in this vision preach to the bones and as ezekiel preaches prophesies to the bones the scripture says that the bones came together, bones upon bones. Let's not talk about physical bones. Let's talk about the nation came together, families came together, uh, the political state came together. Their social condition uh, uh, was was enhanced. Their financial uh, condition was 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 better. They came together because of the preaching of uh, the prophesying and the preaching of the, uh, of, the, uh, of, the uh, of the of the prophet. But God is showing Ezekiel through a vision the state of his people Israel. Okay, then we go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, you may know about this one. Daniel chapter 10, 1 through 8. We're almost done. Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, 1 through 8. Uh and we're almost done with this one. This 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 uh the way God speaks is talking about vision. Daniel chapter 10 1 through 8. The scripture says watch this in the third year of Cyrus king of Persia a message was revealed to Daniel whose name was called Beltashad. Beltashazer Belteshazer the message was true But the appointed time was long, or it was was yet to come. And he understood the message and and had understanding of the vision. In those days, Daniel says, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks and I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth. Nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled or what we call 21 days. Daniel said, I saw a vision, but I didn't eat anything for these 21 days, trying to figure out what the vision meant. Now he says, verse four, now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the sea, uh, by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with the gold of Oph- uh, a His body was like barrel. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes, eyes, like torches of fire, his arms and feet, like burnished bronze in color and the sound of his words, like the voice of a multitude and I Daniel alone saw the vision, which means other people were there. Listen to this. I alone saw the vision. I wasn't by myself, but I alone saw the vision for the men who were with me, did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled. uh, They they fled to hide themselves with me. They saw something that, that terrified them, but they didn't see the vision. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me. For my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength, which means he just kind of passed out. What we, what we would call being slain in the spirit, he just kind of passed out. He saw a vision. Now, watch this. God spoke to him in a vision and showed him a vision while he was in. Now, here's the thing. A vision, in most cases, takes place not when you're sleeping. It takes place when you are awake. Dreams, of course, take place when you're sleeping. Visions take place when you're awake, when you're wide awake, and God will show you something uh, in the supernatural. That's a vision. The book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. Now, uh, remember, God speaks in various times in various ways, but God speaks in these times through dreams and visions as well. Joel 28, verse uh, uh, 28. Joel. I'm sorry. Let me slow down. Joel 2, verse 28. Joel, the book of Joel 2, verse 28. Peter uh, quotes this verse in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell. Watch this. The scripture says, Joel 2, 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Remember, Peter said that in Acts chapter 2. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy Your old men shall watch this dream dreams and your young men shall see visions, which means God is speaking through dreams and visions in these times through the Holy Spirit as well. God speaks through dreams and visions. But now watch this. I have persons who come to me. I used to want to. uh, I wanted to work on a Ph.D. after I got my doctorate. I wanted to work on another Ph.D. uh, uh, on the subject of dream interpretation. Because God has given me somewhat of a gift to be able to interpret uh, dreams. Um, not so much visions. And uh, Well, I shouldn't say that because I've, I've, I've been able to do that as well. But God has given me a gift to be able to interpret dreams. So I wanted to do a PhD on dream interpretation as well. Just kind of go deeper into uh, building up that anointing in my life. Um, God, God has given me that, that, that anointing. Let me just put that out there. All right. Now, here's the thing about dreams and visions. When you receive a dream... When you have a a dream or a vision, uh, if you don't write it down, Daniel, we know about Daniel's vision, Daniel chapter 10, because Daniel wrote the vision down. All right. Daniel, when you when you have a dream that you believe is coming from God, write it down. Every detail in a dream, every detail in a vision is important. Write it down. Write down what the dream is and then try to dissect it, if you will, to find out its interpretation. Now, in dissecting it, you're not using just your intellectual mind you got to go to God. I want you to look at Daniel chapter 10 again, verses 1 through 3. Daniel chapter 10, 1 through 3. Listen to this. Both dreams and visions require interpretation. Now, in the interpretation, the interpretation comes through prayer and fasting. All right? comes through. Some, some interpretations come through prayer and fasting. Look at what Daniel says, Daniel chapter 10, 1 through 3. Daniel says, in the year of King Cyrus of Persia, A message was revealed to to, to Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. It was the message was, this is a true message. The dream is a true vision, but it was for a future time, a, a time that was to come. And he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, Daniel says, now, when the scripture says he understood the message, understood the vision, it's talking, it's giving a commentary of, of, how he of, of after he had the vision um daniel begins speak speaking now in verse two and he says in those days i daniel was mourning three four weeks all right so daniel is letting us know i had this dream i had this vision if you will and when i had this vision i had to i had to fast i had to pray for three four weeks and then I got, and then you get verse one, I got understanding in the vision and in what the message was saying. So when you look at verse one, that's really talking about after the, the, the three weeks, the 21 days, if you will, of him fasting when he got the interpretation or when the interpretation was given, not got it when it was given to him. So listen to what he says again, verse two. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat, or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks was fulfilled. And see, what happens is, now Let me, I, I try to correct this before. People talk about the Daniel fast was a 21-day fast. Daniel was not on a 21-day fast. It talks about 21 days. Daniel was not on a 21-day fast. Daniel was on a fast that lasted 21 days. Let me say it again. Daniel was not on a 21-day fast. Daniel did not go into the fast saying, I'm going to fast 21 days. Daniel's fast lasted for 21 days because at the 21st day, he got the interpretation. If the interpretation had not come for 40 days, Daniel would have been fasting for 40 days. He was fasting for the revelation, revelation, God, what God reveals, of the interpretation he was fasting until he got the interpretation and it lasted three full weeks or 21 days you with me he was not on a 21 day fast he was on a fast that lasted for 21 days because on the 21st day that's when the angel came and spoke to him and gave him the interpretation of the vision of of the dreaming of the vision some dreams and some visions are not easily known you have to go into prayer Ask God for the revelation and fasting to seek the interpretation of the dream, the interpretation of the vision. Remember the dream of, of, of Joseph. Joseph's dream was clear. He, his brothers, he's going to rise up and his brothers and his mother and father are going to bow down to him. Really didn't need an interpretation. Didn't need to fast about that one. Everybody, when he told the dream, understood that. But there's some dreams, there's some visions that require revelation from God. And you have to go into prayer, seek God for them and fasting in order to get the interpretation of the vision. All right. So, again, God speaks even today through dreams, through visions. I've I've seen dreams. I've had I've had I've dreams often when God is speaking to me and I've seen a few visions as well. Uh, One God showed me just in the month of uh, what was it, December, November or December. That was a powerful vision that God showed to me while I was awake. The vision is comes when you're awake. While I was awake, I saw a vision of something um, that God made me aware of. And uh, I'll share that with you maybe another time. All right. So God speaks through dreams, through, speaks through visions. God also speaks through prophets. I need to hurry. I'm taking too much time. He speaks through prophets. All right. God says to uh, Moses, uh, to, to Miriam, Moses, Miriam, and Aaron, I, when I speak to a prophet, God speaks through a prophet. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. He says to them, hear now. He's just God speaking to Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. Here now, Moses 12, verse six, here now, my, my words, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him. And he goes on. God speaks through prophets. Matthew chapter 23, verse 34, Matthew 23, 34. Therefore, I indeed, I send you prophets, wise men and scribes. Some of them you kill and crucify. And some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. God said, Jesus says to them, I send you prophets. All right. God speaks through prophets. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. Now, there are some who are saying that prophets don't exist anymore. Well, you need to check your Bible because the scripture says in the book. some people say that that after uh, after Jesus, you don't need any more prophets. There are no more prophets. You need to read the book of Acts. The book of Acts talks about Anabas who was a prophet and gave a prophetic word to Paul about what would happen to him if he goes to Jerusalem. Uh, the scripture says uh, that that um, that there were uh, that there were prophetess. Uh, the, 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 the daughters of Stephen were prophetess. The scripture says they were prophets and they spoke words of prophecy. But then we got Ephesians chapter four, verses 11 and 12. That is clear. He himself gave some to be apostles. They're still our apostles. We'll talk about that another time. And some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God speaks through prophets. All right. Now, the ministry of the prophet. Let me tell you something. Let's correct this. I'm going to talk about prophecy on Sunday. So make sure you get this word on Sunday, the message on Sunday. A prophet is not a person who can tell you the color of the paint on your walls in your bedroom. That's called soup saying that's called witchcraft. A prophet is a person according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 3. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 lets us know the job, the mission of the prophet. 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says, But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That's the job of the prophet to speak edification, exhortation, and 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 words of comfort. Edification, lifting you up, lifting you up exhortation pushing you towards your destiny exhorting you to go towards your destiny to achieve a certain mission and then comfort to let you know God is with you that's the mission of the prophet all right so you got dreams visions prophecy those are three ways that God speaks according to uh, the scripture here but then God also lets uh, Moses Aaron, uh, Moses Aaron and Miriam know God speaks face to face listen to what he says he says Then he said, hear now my words. This is going back to uh, Numbers chapter uh, 12 again. Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream, but not so with my servant Moses. He He is faithful in all my house. I speak to him, here's that fourth way, face to face, even plainly, not in dark sands. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Moses was a face-to-face prophet. Abraham was a face-to-face prophet. Both, both Moses and Abraham, more than, I don't know if there's anybody, anybody else in the Bible, that God spoke to them face-to-face. God showed up in what's called a theophany. when uh, the, uh, Theo meaning God and theophany meaning God appears in human form. God appears in human form. Remember when God, God showed up to Abraham when he was outside of his tent, sitting outside his tent and said to him, uh, your, your, your wife, Sarah, is going to have a child. God showed up in human form, a theophany. God, that was face to face. God spoke to Abraham. God spoke to Moses. Face to face, he saw the form of God. My God, it takes something to be a face-to-face prophet. It takes, you got to be, as the scripture says of, of, of Moses, a, 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 a humble person. You got to be a person who, what the scripture says, is a friend of God, who God can trust with everything, who sacrifices everything, a face-to-face prophet. Few people are face-to-face prophets. Few people, few people who have ever been, who've ever saw God, when God spoke to them face-to-face. So God, again, God speaks to dreams. Visions, prophecy, face to face. All right, here's another one. We got three more. God speaks through a preacher. He speaks through a preacher. You notice in Romans chapter 12, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. The scripture says, how then shall they call upon him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher. God speaks through preachers. All right. Not all preachers are prophets. Not all prophets are necessarily preachers. A preacher, a person who preaches is a person who proclaims. That's what preaching means. A preacher is a proclaimer. A teacher is an explainer. Let me say that again. A preacher is a proclaimer. A teacher is an explainer. A teacher explains the word. A preacher proclaims the word. How can they hear without a preacher? First Corinthians chapter one, verse 21. Scripture says, for since for for since in the wisdom of God, the world through the through through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God. Listen to this. It pleased God. Through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe God speaks. Through preachers. Now, what is who is a preacher? Preacher is not just a person who stands in the pulpit and proclaims the word. A preacher is anyone who's proclaiming the word of God. You can't. The scripture says you can't be saved without a preacher. Well, some people got saved, but they didn't have an ordained clergy preach to them. It was their mother. It was their father. It was Big Mama. Whoever is proclaiming the word is preaching at that time. There are some pre- some who are called to preach. God called me to preach. That's my mission. That's my that's part of the purpose of my life to preach. But there's anybody who proclaims the word of God is preaching at that time. They're proclaiming God's word. So God speaks through preachers. You come to church, you listen to the message and you hear a message from the Lord. You know that message is from you. The preacher is delivering the word of God. God speaks through preachers. All right. Trying to hurry. Got two more. Watch this one. This one really grabbed me when I when I got revelation of this. Because I would hear people say, well, God spoke to me and God told me and I'm saying, God, why don't you speak to me the way you speak to these other people? Everybody, you know, you talk to them and give them paragraphs and and you give them a whole chapter and tell them that's what they're saying anyway. But you don't speak to me that way. And, And so, Lord, why don't you speak to me the way you speak to other people? Remember, God speaks in various times, in various ways, also to various people. I want you to get this one. This one really gave me, it really, it really blessed me when I got revelation of this. And I read this scripture over and over again. But when God showed me this revelation, I said, now I understand how God speaks to me. Numbers, uh, not number, numbers, Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter two, verses eleven and twelve. Remember, Nehemiah is uh the king's cupbearer. Talked about this last week. He's the king's cupbearer. And um, and he uh um he he's 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 mourning over the state of jerusalem whose the walls are falling down and that kind of thing and he wants to go now and he wants to uh he's standing before the king in this scripture and he wants to uh do something to help his people so nehemiah chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 he stands before the king and he's his sad continence and that kind of thing remember i talked about this on last wednesday and then on sunday as well uh but now watch this the scripture says when the king asks him what do you want the scripture says listen to this so i so i came uh, he no, I'm sorry. The scripture says the king asked him once he wants what do you want? He says, I want to go to Jerusalem, I want to go to Jerusalem and I want to help build up the walls and and sure up the, the city and help the people out. So the scripture says, Watch this, Nehemiah chapter 2, 11 through 12. The scripture says, So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one, listen to this, no one would got what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. He says, I didn't tell anyone, listen to this, what God put in my heart to do. God speaks to you in your heart. He just puts a word he puts a, an idea in your heart. That's how God speak, spoke to Nehemiah. God didn't tell Nehemiah to go up to go to Jerusalem to build a wall. God put that passion, if you will, that, that, that urge, that, that, that desire in his heart. Look at Jeremiah chapter 20, verse nine, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah says, then I said, I will not make mention. God, Jeremiah is upset with God. Jeremiah says, I'm I'm tired of preaching. These people are not listening. They're not hearing me. They're getting worse rather than getting better. Jeremiah says, uh, Jeremiah says, Jeremiah 29, he says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor will I speak any more in his name. Ah, but Jeremiah, don't say what you won't do. Then Jeremiah says, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with holding it back. And I could not. I had to preach. I had to prophesy. I had to proclaim the word of God. I had to give the interpretation of those dreams and those visions. Why? Because the word was in me, in my heart, like a fire burning. I could not hold it back. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I just can't keep it to myself. God will put it in your heart. God will put his word in your heart. Write this scripture down. I'm not going to read it. Ezekiel Chapter 11, verses 19 and 20. God talks about the fact that I'm going to put my word in their heart. I'm going to put put the word of God in, uh, in, in their heart so that they will know my word. All right. And so, again, God speaks to you by putting a passion, putting a word, giving you an idea, giving you a, a, a strategy, putting it in your heart. That's how God most of the time speaks to me. It's not. I don't hear an audible voice and angels coming Woo! I don't hear that. That's not me. Maybe God speaks to you like that. Uh, sometimes I wish God would give me just a, a clear word. But God would just put something in my heart that I know has come from God. It's, it's I, sometimes I get heartburned. I'm like I'm like Jeremiah. I get heartburned. It's a fire burning in my heart and I cannot hold it back. It's in my heart. And so God, God speaks in your heart. And then the last way God speaks. Then we're going to go. God speaks. Watch this through the Bible. The written word. God speaks through his written word. Now watch this. Every other way, all the other six ways that I spoke to you can be verified by the Bible. If it's not verified by the Bible, then it's not the word of God. God has chosen to speak through scripture. Deuteronomy. uh, Well, let's go here. Let me go take you here first. Uh, Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter uh, three, verses 16 and 17. Second Timothy three, 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. The scripture says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what the scripture is for. God speaks through his scripture. Watch this. For doctrine, that means teaching, reproof, and that, that means that God chastises, sometimes scripture chastises for correction to get you going in the right direct, right direction and for instruction in righteousness to let you know what you ought to be doing. God speaks through his word. That's the reason why we gotta, we gotta read the word. The scripture says, uh, the, the, the psalmist, uh, in Psalm 119 says his word, your word, oh Lord, was a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He says, I will hide your word. Where is it? In my heart that I might not sin against you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter uh, chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. This is what you ought to do for the word. God gives you a word, the word, the word of God. The scripture says, in those days, in, no, I'm sorry, let me, let me back up, I'm sorry. The scripture says, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. Put the word of God in your heart. You shall teach them teaching, explaining diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, proclaim it, preaching. And when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You ought to see the word everywhere you go. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The word of God ought to surround you. And then the last one, Joshua chapter chapter uh, one, verse eight. When you get the word of God, be it dreams, visions, be it uh, preaching, when it be it prophecy, be it um, uh, the written word, be it in your heart. This is why you need to follow the word. Joshua chapter one, verse eight. The scripture says this book of the law, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. We're talking about the written word here, written in it. Then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. God speaks in these seven ways. He speaks through dreams, visions, prophets, face to face. Not many people face to face, but face to face. God speaks through the preacher. He speaks in your heart, and he speaks through the written word. And if you will take this word and hide it in your heart and and follow this word, the scripture says you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. This is the word of God. This is how the seven ways that God speaks. I pray that you recognize now how God is speaking to you and at various times he may speak to you in various ways, but these are the seven ways that I found that God speaks. God bless you. God keep you. I pray that you'll again hear the message coming up on Sunday. You need to get this word of prophecy. I promise you, it will bless you if you follow it, if you hear it. And if you follow it, if you heed the word, as the scripture says, listen, don't forget about your first fruits. Some of you are still paying. Praise God for you. Paying your first fruits. Don't forget about, uh, uh, you know, listen, we're going to be meeting on the 7th of March. I believe that's the date uh, at 11 o'clock um, uh, next Sunday. In fact, that will be next Sunday. First Sunday, we'll be meeting for our outdoor worship service if weather permits. And so I look forward to seeing you, uh, seeing you on Sunday. God bless you. Uh, next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, next Sunday, March the 7th. Uh, God bless you. God keep you. This is my prayer. Peace.